And now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Show right here on Truckers Radio USA. I'm Roger. Isles. I'm Leo Isles. And we are the, the Derriers. Doing what we do, driving up the highways and byways of America, just playing music for everybody. That's right. We find them in the ditches and in the medians. and uh, People uh, just throw songs out sometimes. They and do. And we just bring them back. We pick them up and That's play it. them and uh, share them. That's, That's it. That's yeah. what we do. So uh, people ask us, they say, Derriere is exactly what is Americana music. And that's a big question. Well, you know, there's a lot of opinions. Absolutely. And we have ours, and, and, and uh, you know, it, ours is a definition or an opinion. But, opinion, whatever. But, but we think that it's music with distinctive, distinctive American, American roots. roots. And that's a pretty big pot to fill right there. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, uh, it could be a lot of things. It could be jazz. It could be rock and roll. It could be hip-hop. Classical. Ragtime. Did I say country? Not yet, but you well, just you did. Go. Uh, gospel. How about ragtime? Uh, I just said ragtime. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. We're repeating so ourselves. I know. You are. I'll just follow you anywhere where you go. <laughs> anyway, I guess you get the point. It's a mighty broad palette, and uh, there's just a ton of music out there, that, uh, and we just love doing it. So the uh, format of the show, that each, each of us shows up each week with a virtual fistful of tunes, and we do not, not reveal those. No, we do not. To each other until we actually do. That's right. Spring them on each other. That's right. It's and things we, interesting. We take turns starting the show. When I started last week, so Leo, uh, it's your turn. I we were just recently in Albuquerque. We were, and I don't know who mentioned this name to me, but some somebody said this name about some musician, and it stuck in my head. Uh huh. And he said, "Big Tiny Little." And okay. I, and, he, and apparently, Big Tiny Little had a big band at some point too. So I go, "That stuck." So I had to come home and look it up. And it turns out this guy's named Dudley Little Jr. Okay. Mm, okay. And he was born in uh, August of 1930. But listen, he spent uh, a, a majority of uh, of his professional career, five really important uh, years of it, uh, playing with Lawrence Welk. Oh, that was a that was a big gig. Big deal on yeah. the Champagne Music Makers. Sure. You know? uh, but he he grew up. Uh, his father would I guess would have been. Uh, T- big tiny little senior, bigger, bigger, <laughs> <know>? t- <laughs> bigger, bigger, bigger <laughs> tiny. Uh, but listen, we, we we always mention ragtime, uh, you know, in our in our intro. Yeah. Well, this guy played uh, honky tonk ragtime kind of music. He uh, and he was much loved on the Lawrence Welk show. But he was always kind of he he'd you know he'd feature once in a while. But he spent a lot of time just playing rhythm stuff on the keyboards in the background on that show. Okay. But he uh, started touring a lot, and when he finally left the show. Uh, he was replaced by a, a gal named Joanne Castle, which I remember. I remember that name. I remember that yeah. name, too. Mm-hmm. And he went solo, and he recorded more than 45 albums. Wow. And he made uh, guest appearances on several telev- television programs, and uh, he performed with a lot of different people over the years. 
Anyway, uh, the Dinosaur Chevy Show. Wow, that's a mouthful. That's a mouthful. Good job. <laughs> On January the 20th, 1963, the entire show was de- uh, devoted entirely to Masters of the Piano, featuring uh, Dinosaur's four guests, Liberace, Peter Nero, uh, Ray Charles, and... Big, Big tiny, tiny little. little. Wow. There you go. Boy, that's a that's mighty tall company. There. Mighty tall <laughs> mighty tall grass to walk in there. Yeah. So let's just quit talking about this guy and playing him. This is Big Doug Dudley, Big Tiny Little, doing piano roll blues. <laughs> Dinosaur, you know, and Lawrence, Lawrence Welk. Welk yeah. We are off to a, a riding start right now. Here. That's a good way to start, Leo. That's, Why not? Uh, that's Why not? fun. I think it's your turn. It is my turn. Okay. All right. I've been waiting to do this uh, for the right time. I don't know that there is a right time, but um, again, I stumbled on to a band uh, it, it called Cowboy Nation. Okay. okay. That got my attention, right? Yeah. And so I started looking into them, and... Uh, <laughs> I found out this it, it, it's two brothers, and this was their third band. Okay. Okay. So as at one time or just no, no, just sequentially. It, it, sequentially. Okay. okay? I so you. I started uh-huh. following it back. Uh, so I'm going to go back to where it started. Okay. Okay. So these uh, the two brothers um, were um, uh, Chip Kinman and Tony Kinman. Okay. Okay. So their first band. Okay. Well, I'll tell you right now, the uh, Cowboy Nation is a country band. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. So these guys started in 1976. They went for four years, uh, originally from Carlsbad, California, and uh, but they ended up in um, San Francisco, and they're punk. 
Okay, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Oh man, I mean, super punk. Wow. And uh, so their claim to fame is they appeared as the second act in the Battle of the Bands sequence in Cheech and Chong's film Up in Smoke. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's great to have on the resume. Hey, man, you got to have a claim somewhere. It says they can in that movie, they can be heard before being seen performing You're Not Blank. <laughs> You're it, not blank? Blank. Okay. Okay, so they moved to San Francisco, uh, and then they, they, they really had a, a significant influence on that city's punk rock scene. Um, and then, um, but they, they were known for their strong melodic sense that earned them the nickname Punk Rock Everly Brothers. <laughs> Jeez. So, so this is hardcore punk. Oh, we're just going to listen to a little bit of it. The okay. whole song is only a minute and 36 seconds long, but we'll just listen to a little bit of it, and then we'll move on to the next band. So this is uh, The Dills, what they called themselves, You're Not Blank. Okay, okay. No dancing in the RV. Okay, so you get the idea, right? Uh, I guess so. Okay, my apologies if we have any punk fans out there that wanted to hear this whole thing. Uh, you only missed about 30 seconds. <laughs> okay, so they moved on, and um, they established a new band. They moved to New York for briefly, and then they moved to Austin, Texas. <laughs> and uh, they, they created a band called Rank and File. Alrighty. Okay, and and by doing that, they 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 created the punk aesthetic, uh, with the style and ambiance of country and western music, and they called it cowpunk. I'm following you here. <laughs> I'm still so, with you. So they they released three albums. They terminated in 1987. But but anyway, they talked about. Um, how the difficulty the band had uh, when they were playing in Austin, they said, uh, they said, uh, people, <laughs> he said, people were grossed out by the band's heavy on the country, light on the punk sound. We'd go into new wave clubs and no one was playing country music. We'd play those songs and we'd never get asked back. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's a career maker right there. <laughs> but I'll tell you, it's actually it's pretty straight up country music. Uh, it, it's a pretty good listen. Uh, it's off an album <laughs> called "The Slash Years" by uh, the band is now called Rank and File. The okay, second yeah, day, uh -huh. second band, and the song is "It Don't Matter." Even a scratch didn't even make a wrong turn. Cause East Coast copper stripped us front to back. But don't even concern. Cause it don't matter. The gizmos at the Hoboken home We 
We're just trying to save some dough Three days later everything went wrong Boys, you've been told It don't matter Breaking the bank, no use crying, it ain't fair. As evening follows morning, the things never change. Why should I care? Punk, <laughs> same guys, same guys. Wow, isn't that amazing? Yeah, wait till much. you hear the next one, but that'll come, that'll come up a little oh, later. Okay, okay fine. I got that to look forward to. The next to, version, huh? no, you, you're gonna, it'll, it's interesting. <laughs> okay, okay, what are you gonna follow that up with, Leo? <laughs> uh, I like the challenge. Yeah, well, here's that's a good challenge. Um, our friend Jill, yeah, she posted a, a, a link um, to a song. On um, on uh, you know Facebook or something. Okay. And, and I uh, all the Facebooks. All the Facebooks. Okay, good. All of them. I'm glad she didn't leave any out. And I followed up with her and say, "What is it about this? You know?" And it turns out what she liked about it is about the person that sang the song, but also the two musicians that are featured on with her. Okay. So I'm going to okay. back up a little bit. All right. Uh, this gal's name was Barbara Allen Keith, and uh, she was born in 1946. She's from Deerfield, Massachusetts. And she um, she really got caught up in that whole Greenwich Village scene, uh, playing a, a place called Cafe Wa, with a question mark. Okay, I've heard about it before. I mean, it's a legendary place. Uh, but she uh, started making her first recordings in ni- 1968 uh, as a singer with this band called Kangaroo. And uh, there were some, you know, pretty serious players in this thing. I mean, John Hall was the uh, gu- uh, guitarist in that thing, and and he uh, this other guy, Andy uh, Smart. Who went? He was with the Remains, which is another band from that era. Right. And they released a self-titled album on whatever. But uh, they had an album called Daydream Stallion, and the only thing I had, and they just kind of kept going. But she was still kind of trying to find her way along. But she was a really good songwriter, and she uh, ended up writing this song called Detroit or Buffalo. Wow. And it's been recorded by a lot of other people, as it turns out. But um, one of the, the one of the best recordings of it are is something she collaborated with two pretty important people. Uh, one of them is uh, Pete Sneaky Pete Kleinow, 
And he was a legendary steel guitar player that worked with birds and everybody else. I've heard, yeah, sure. I think okay. we talked about him when we, we did. did the birds thing. We did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, legendary. The, the funny thing about it is, though, there's another guy, uh, Lowell George, who is also, he, he went on to be with Little Feet. He's also a really good steel player. Oh, wow. So I'm, I'm digging through this, trying to figure out who's playing, what I knew that Sneaky Pete was playing. Well, it turns out uh, that... Um, Lowell George was actually playing slide guitar ah, on this particular cut. Okay. Anyway, it's a it's just a great it's just a great tune. I, I like it a lot. And it's from 1972. Barbara Allen Keith performing Detroit or Buffalo. People expect you to fall, hit that same old wall. Really, they don't wanna help at all. They talk behind your back today. Shake their heads and say Well, I always knew that the ball would come to no good anyway You better pack up and go Detroit or Buffalo Anybody wanna know where you don't know You don't know God knows everybody gotta go sometime and I'm taking this train to the end of the line Missing every mile, that friend of mine I haven't been to well myself A lot of time on the shelf Saying that I don't need help when I do But I'm gonna be just fine A lot of friends are living Still I wish I could see you again sometime But I, I better pack up and go Detroit or Buffalo Anybody want to know where I don't know I don't know, no God knows everybody gotta go sometime And I'm taking this train to the end of the line Never mind that friend of mine Hard to open up the door Like you've done so many times before Sometimes you think you just can't do it anymore Take a chance and take a train Out into the pool you got your suitcase for the plane
interesting, interesting yeah. song. And nice tune. Interesting recording, yeah. yeah well, and I, I'm going to revisit her later because um, she actually went on. Uh, she was from Massachusetts, but her entire family eventually relocated to Texas. Okay. And they started a band uh, called Stone Coyote. Oh. Which I'm going to bring them in at some time at a later time. So, awesome. So there you go. Uh-oh, look what time it is. Yeah, we're out of time for this segment. We sure are. Uh, you know, tomorrow's moving day, of course. It's always moving day. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So we need to go out and uh, we need to pick up the trash. Right. And we need to check that left, left rear inside, inside duel. duel. Yeah, make yes. sure that it's aired up. So uh, That's right. Uh, okay, I will grab the tire tester. Good. And I'll take out the trash. Wow, you volunteered. I will meet you. <laughs> at the tire tester. Okay. From a distance. All right. Okay. Well, we'll be back pretty quick. This is the Americana Road Show right here on Truckers Radio USA. Oh, we're back. We're back. Yeah. Right here at the Shady Grove. Yeah, that tire was about another five pounds down. It's pretty consistent. Yeah, it yeah. Does. You know, that, that Brad Keselowski, yeah, that, he really knows what he's talking about. He knows about. what he's talking about. That's yeah. right. You know, check your tire pressures. Yeah. Absolutely. You I betcha. Mean, unlike Brad Keselowski, we have duels. We have duels. So, so it's, one goes, it's kind of like a spare. It's a spare. I don't think that's really the idea. I don't think so yeah. either. Okay. But All right. That, okay. But that's, I, I take it back. That's on us. Well, good. Well, we are broadcasting this week from the Shady Grove RV Park right here in Fairhaven, New York. Fairhaven, New York. Yeah. It's an interesting town. Uh-huh. I mean, considering its modest little beginnings, you know. I mean, technically, this this town, this it's actually a, a little kind of a town inside of a much much larger area. Okay. okay. So I think the, the official population is like... 750 or 800 people. That's you know? big for us. Well, that is big for us. That, that's true. Uh, they're, they're Fairhaven, right? I, I like their motto. It says, only one letter away from heaven. Oh, jeez. Oh. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> no, that's good. Okay. That's, that's pretty it's, good. It's, in, yeah. it's like West Virginia, you know? <laughs> so, but anyway, it's, it's a very nice little town, it's, and it's surrounding a, a, a place called Little... I think the pronunciation is Little Sodus Bay. Okay. And it has changed. It was established as a shipping port. I mean, you know, back in the 1800s or whatever, uh, into a, a nice little resort community now. And it features some of the best fishing, swimming, boating, and camping in New York State. Unfortunately, it's really expensive. Yeah. We can't afford it. No. <laughs> no. No, huh? no. Not really. The check hasn't shown up yeah, yet. Yeah, we can't the... hardly even afford our, uh, our our apologetic beers. That's that's true. Yeah. That's, so. And that's stretching the budget. <laughs> that's why I keep putting off getting that tire. Yeah. Well, but, I know. But, but anyway, it's a very popular place for people that have a lot of money, I think. And that's, well, that's and, not us. And not us. Not us. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. So, uh, but we've had, it's been very pleasant. It has been nice. And people have given us uh, a plenty of space. Plenty of space. <laughs> and we've been drinking a lot of cheap beer. So we're good. We're good. Well, people ask us, they say, Derriere's, why is it that you travel across this great country of ours in that old RV and, and uh, you know, play music and yeah, do all that kind of stuff? But... I mean, because we don't really have any other place yeah. You know, this kind of it. That's this is it. Kind of, yeah. You, know, you a, know, our compadres here on Truckers Radio USA, they have these things called ranches. ranches yes. Yeah, for instance, Rex Allen Jr. has the Rock and Diamond R Ranch in the Dos, Dos Cabezas Mountains. Mountains. I'm yes. so glad we knew how to learn how to say Me that. Me too. Alan Bailey has the Swing and Gate Ranch. We've been there. We've been there, yep. Tennessee Jim, the Diamond W Ranch on the edge of the Kansas Flint Hills. Well, we've been there. Been there. Tennessee Jim. Mm-hmm. Orrin Friesen, the Rock and Banjo Ranch. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, 
we used to, you know, pine the fact that we didn't have a we ranch. We didn't have a ranch. But our pal Suzanne she brought corrected. to our attention that we do have a ranch. It's just a mindset. It's the biggest ranch of all because it's a ranch without With fences. fences. Exactly. It we, is border to border and border to border. And cheek to cheek. Thank you, Ranger Doug. And, uh, you know, it is uh, the whole, the whole United continental States. United States, Everywhere. which right. is awesome. If and we can drive there... It's part of our house. Our, well, our and we do drive there in our RV named Ramblin' Rose. Ramblin' Rose. Why you? Ah, yes. Rosie gets us there. Rosie gets us there. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. She hadn't let us down yet. Not, not so far. Yeah. And we take good care of Rosie. We just keep pumping that tire up, and we'll be That's good. That's right. That's right. true. Exactly. All right. Let's see, where are we? Uh, I think I played the last one, didn't I? You did. Okay, you're up. Okay, I'm going to finish the trilogy. Oh, we're going back uh-huh. to those guys Of the again, Kinman huh? brothers, Chip and Tony. Okay. okay. At so, least the names aren't Chip and Dale. Which, <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, okay. So, uh, as you recall, uh, started out punk, and then mm-hmm. uh, which was the Dills, and then uh, Rank and File, which is a country band. Yeah. Cal uh-huh. punk, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So, uh, in 1966... After the demise of their infinitely successful cowpunk band, Rank and File. <laughs> I love it. I guess you can put anything you want out there. I suppose you can. So they uh, started this new band, and they called it Cowboy Nation. Okay. So remember, that yeah. was the name that originally got my attention. Right. So now we're back where I started. Uh, so they started doing like acoustic uh, gigs and those type of things, doing cowboy standards and country classics and then their own tunes. So, um, but they, they, they got quite a following at that point. Really? Finally, huh? Yeah. So, um, anyway, well, you know, at, at, remember, um, they're the Dills. The Dills. Were a big deal. They were a big deal. A big deal. A big deal out in California. Okay. okay. So anyway, so this is, uh, now, and, and I, I picked this song. I, I, I like it. It moves right along. And if you listen, it's got this driving beat in it that is maybe just a little reminiscent of that punk sound. Okie dokie. So uh, let's give it a listen. Uh, From their album, A Journey Out of Time, Cowboy Nation doing Two Miles to Town. Two miles to town, two miles to town. Yippee-bee-bee-yay-yay. Two miles to town, two miles to town. We're gonna hit it up all the way. Two miles to town, two miles to town. Yippee-bee-bee-yay-yo. Two miles to town, two miles to town. We know we get there when we go.
gonna get it all away. In the ocean were whiskey, and I was a duck. Dive to the bottom, and I'd never come up. The ocean ain't whiskey, and I ain't a duck. I played after diamonds and trust to my luck I got two miles to town Two miles to town, two miles to town Just another hill or two Find me some booze and a bottle you can use And the first round is on you Two miles to town, two miles to town Never seen the sky so blue Buy me some clothes and shave under my nose And I'll give me a gal or two voice come from i know is that a voice or what hey I, one thing i noticed there's a lot of a flat picking acoustic guitar in there oh yeah yeah uh those it, guys hot they, licks hot licks and the drum the drums sound kind of like wipeout yeah they're just and all the way through all the way through all like a four minute tune man yeah. don't take a breath okay well i have purged that from my system so oh. i certainly feel better yeah well, the rest of us are a little skeptical <laughs> But, well, so what are you going to follow it up with, Leo? I Okay, this is strictly by chance. I was looking for something else, and I ran across this. Uh, a, a band called the Snarly Ranch Boys. <laughs> I like it already. You can't make this up, man. Uh-uh. Listen, the Snarly Ranch Boys formed in about 1949, and the band was composed of musicians who were living in a boarding house located at 233 North McNeil Street in Memphis, Tennessee. Wow. And this house was owned by a, a gal named Oma. You know, everybody just called her Ma Snearly. Okay? Okay. So she just, she was a kind-hearted woman. She only took in musicians. That's the only people she took in because she knew they were down their luck. They didn't have yeah. much money. She gave them cheap rent. She just liked them, right? Well, so eventually the boarders affectionately dubbed it the, uh, the Snearly Ranch House. Okay. All right. You can see where we're going here. Yeah. And they stu- uh, started booking themselves as the Snearly Ranch Boys, and they secured a regular spot on KWEM radio right there in Memphis. 
Wow. So in, during the next 10 years the, uh, from when they started, which is about 1949, 1950, something like that, uh, the lineup of the Ranch Boys changed frequently as musicians drifted in and out of Memphis. Or, or maybe they got a contract, a recording contract went off and somebody else came in. And so this band was just a thing, you know. And on some nights, according to one of the band members, there might be three versions of the Snarely Ranch Boys playing gigs in Tennessee, Mississippi, and Arkansas at the same time. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, these guys are all over the place. But anyway, uh, a lot of guys came out of out of that, uh, the whole thing. I mean, uh, Bill Black, Jim Stewart, Jerry Lee Lewis, Reggie Young, Ace Cannon, wow. Barbara Pittman. You know, a lot of players came through that those ranks. And um, so, anyway, they, they recorded uh, a lot during that time. In fact, one of the other guys there was named Clyde, uh, I think his last name was Leopard or something like that. He became a band manager uh, of whichever one of the versions of this, <laughs> this, yeah. this bed existed. But he owned and operated his own boarding house and restaurant behind the Greyhound bus station in downtown Memphis on Hernando Street. <laughs> so this, we're getting a clue. How do you get ahead in rockabilly business right there? Uh, anyway, so they, they went on and they made some recordings. I've got to feature one of them, man. It's just it's just down and dirty, kind of Western rockabilly. I don't know what you want to call it. The song is called uh, Split Personality. She gave me a split personality. She tore me up inside. She caused me to live two different lives, like a dog, a jackal, and Mr. Hyde. I sound like two. But I'm only one My heart is torn apart You may think it's strange As you listen to The voice of each part of my aching heart I'm the part that loves her And wants her for my own I'm the part that hates her Cause she's got a heart of stone She gave me a split personality Tore me up inside. She caused me to live two different lives, like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And the, the backstory is just ridiculous. Oh yeah, you know? I mean, I, you, I guess you can't make that stuff up. You know, they, they, <clears throat> you know, you can't. 
Yeah, yeah. It's just there, and all of a sudden, I never heard of this. No, that's great. You just stumble across it. You know, yeah. we, we mentioned that if it wasn't for stumbling, we'd never get anywhere. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so there you that's go. That's right. Oh, hey, wait, I want to make one more point about these guys. Okay. Okay. It, over the years, members of the Ranch Boys actually contributed to more gold and platinum records. We're talking close to 400 than the Beatles did. Wow. At the Beatles, 141. Yeah. These guys, over 400. Wow, good job. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Well, there you go. All right. Oh, it's your turn. Yeah, you're supposed to say it's your turn. <laughs> oh, I just did. Okay, thanks. Okay, you're welcome. So um, I've been wanting to feature Sean Colvin for some time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what a talent. Uh, she was born in Vermilion, South Dakota, of all places. Just, just up the road, you know, from where we were, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, she learned to play guitar at age 10 and grew up listening to her father's collection of music. And it was, it was like folky stuff, Pete Seeger, Kingston Trio. Yeah, definitely. Her, her yeah. first paid gig came just after she started college at Southern Illinois University. And, uh, you know, there's a strip of bars down Main Street. And she said, for $30, I played four 45-minute sets. Oh, man. <laughs> we know what that's like. Oh, hell yeah. That's so she relocated to New York City, uh, joining the Buddy Miller Band in 1980. Remember, we, uh, we covered yep. Buddy Miller uh, some time back. Right. And then later became involved in the Fast Folk Cooperative of Greenwich Village. Uh, she was in off-Broadway shows and all that. So anyway, uh, in 1989, um, her de- al- uh, debut album was Steady On, which won her a Grammy Award. Right. So, so anyway, she, she is, uh, you know, uh, undisputed talent. So I was looking and I found a, 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 a combination album. I can't think of that. Compilation? Right. Not a compilation. No. She a... teamed up with, of all people, Steve Earle. Oh, really? Oh, right. Whoa. And um, it, it's really a cool album. Uh, reading up on it, uh, apparently Sean Colvin is very meticulous, mm-hmm. you know, and, and very, uh, you know, the way she puts things together and all that. Steve Earle, not, <laughs> not so much. Not so much. <laughs> not so much. We, we've covered Steve Earle before, covered right? We've covered Steve Earle, yes, we have. So it's a real fun album, uh, and, and they do some uh, kind of some old standards in it. Uh-huh. And so um, I really like this one. Uh, in the album, is called Colvin and Earl, You Were On My Mind. I got worries, whoa, whoa, I got me. 
we, we during while we were playing the song, you looked up. Yep. And told me because I knew I knew I but I couldn't remember the original, the, the Wii Five, the Wii Five. Yeah, yeah. Great. But they did a nice rendition of it. They I sure like did. That. That's and, great too. And the whole album's really good. Well, cool. And you know what? what? We're out of time. We're out of time. Yeah, yeah, we got things to do and places uh, to go and, and all that. All that. Yeah. yeah. So um, uh, this is uh, the time we go out and make the rounds and apologize. Did, and I was only get I only got two six packs. Uh, well, we might have to give out cans. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll figure it out. We got to say one for ourselves. <laughs> That's true. This is what I'm saying. Okay, well, this is the Americana Road Show. We'll be right back here on Truckers, Truckers Radio, Radio USA. Backing up. We're backing up. Well, of course, that's what we do. That's what we do. Uh, we, we back up. We, back up. we yes. are the dairy right. after we're, all. We're the dairy It's yes. our job. That's our job. Nobody else wanted it. So <laughs> <laughs> the, the qualifications were like very lax. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Since we made them up. Since we made them up. So this is the part of the show where we uh, we like to suggest. Um, we'll sort of give you some guidance. Recommend. To, you know, uh, and maybe implore. Sort of, uh, or even beg. beg. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, go ahead and we'll, beg. We'll beg people we'll to beg. go to our websites, uh, all of them. Yes. They're on all the internets. All, and all the Facebooks. All the Facebooks. Yes. Uh, the one for this uh, show is thedarriers.com. The right. And please go to the, the Darriers. If you leave that out, that was, we're not responsible. Nope. Nope. Yep. Nope. And uh, the one for the band, of course, is well, it's threetrailswest.com with the number three. Yeah. And there you can find all kinds of links to our CDs and our albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got. A, I think we mentioned this. We've got a million seller. Oh, we do. Yeah. Yeah. We we got a million in the, uh, in the seller. Yeah. You know. So. So you buy a couple that it helps. That us would out. help us a lot. Yeah. Because yeah. uh-huh. we have laundry to do. We do. Um, so um, if uh, if you go to our websites, you will find a lot of. Content. content and if you watch it, we're pretty certain you will be contented. contented. But there's so much of it, really, you could become confused. confused. In which case, you should just contact, contact us, and we'll get you straightened yeah. out. Okay. Yeah. At both websites, there are contact us tabs, or you can get right to us with our uh, email addresses. Mine is Roger, no, no D, D, at thederrieres.com, and mine is Leo, also no D, at thederrieres.com. Yeah. Oh, one more thing. What? If you go to the Derriers, uh, dot com, go to the Americana Roadshow tab, and you can listen or download any of our past episodes uh, and listen to them at your leisure. At your leisure. Uh, especially it, if you have a leisure suit. Exactly right. Yeah. Uh, send us a picture of that. Yeah, I would love to see that. Yeah. As yeah. our good buddy Mike Carr says, go, go nowheres without the Derriers. Yes. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Well, Leo, I think uh, it's your turn. <sighs> This has been kind of a crazy week, you know. We've been driving up and down the roads. I've been looking. You go when you go, and I'm driving. Mm-hmm. You go back there, and you act like you're working, but you're taking naps. What? Yeah, I've seen you in the rearview mirror. You should watch the road. Yeah, buddy. I know, but I tell you, this. I know where you get your inspiration now. <laughs> They're dreams. <laughs> <laughs> There's some truth to that. That's what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think what happened was when it was your turn to drive. And it was that long stretch, man. It was about 100 miles, and I had And I woke up thinking about this song. And I have no reason uh, to explain why this song jumped into my head. But I'm, I got to play it. I got to play it. It, it, you know, it's one of these one-hit wonder situations, right? Okay. The band was called Count Five. Okay. All right. And this from 1964. And they had a song called Psychotic Reaction. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> right? Okay. Now, these guys, oh, this really applies to us. These guys were like, um, really kind of established the style of the American garage rock band, right? That's what they were. Mm-hmm. They were out of San Jose, California. And um, the thing was, a, it's an acknowledged cornerstone of the style. Really, think about it as being a style. These guys were it. But the band was uh, rejected by several record labels before they got signed on to this, uh, this uh, label in L.A. called uh, Double Shot Records. And it was released as a single. And it peaked, I get a lot of this, for a one-hit wonder, it peaked at number five in the U.S. charts in late 1966. Wow. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. And they, and they said the band enjoyed limited success for a very short time, <laughs> dropping out of view altogether when their only hit had fallen from public memory. <laughs> <laughs> now listen, and here's another thing that's pretty interesting. Another setback uh, to their potential career in the music business was the decision of four of the five members who at that time were between the ages of 17 and 22 to quit playing rock and roll to go finish their college educations. <laughs> now, oh, that's just... Now, who thought that was a good idea? That's just opposite. <laughs> People forego education all the time. Well, I'm going to go play rock and roll. I'm going to be famous. I think I'm going to go get my diploma. <laughs> get a degree. Smart kids. Okay, now, here's one more interesting bit about these guys. By 1969, they were like history, right? And But their memory was immortalized in a 1971 essay by rock journalist Lester Bangs, okay? It was entitled, Psychotic Reactions and Carburetor Dung. <laughs> now listen, in the essay, he claims that they, uh, he credits the band for having released several later albums after that, right? Oh. That nobody had ever heard of. And they were called Carburetor Dung, right? <laughs> and... A Cartisan Jet Stream, Ancient Lace, and Wrought Iron Railings, and oh, another one called Snowflakes Falling on the International Dateline. So were they real? No. <laughs> they didn't exist outside of Bang's own imagination. He just made it all up. Nice. That night. Great titles. Though. Anyway, this is kind of an interesting tune. It's kind of sophisticated in a way because it changes up time and tempo twice within the song. So let's just give these guys a little break. The Count Five from Psychotic Reaction, 1964.
You know, I'm kind of thinking, I wish they'd have gone on. <laughs> it would have been interesting. It was a pretty cool tune. It's a cool tune. I yeah. found this picture of them, uh, like an album cover thing or whatever, and it's taken from inside of a hole. Oh, wow. Looking up out of the hole at them. <laughs> it, 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 there's got to be something about that somewhere. Yeah. I'm sure that's uh, whatever. But yeah, I thought, you know, they're a pretty good band. Yeah. Too bad they didn't go on with it. Good pick, Leo. All right, back to you. A guy by the name of Paul Williams. Oh, oh, of course. No, not not the Paul Williams that did like the strings and stuff, but uh, Billy Paul. Oh. This is one of those songs that takes you back. Me and Mrs. Oh, Jones, right? It's so kind of romantic. Yeah. Yeah, really? Oh, well, yeah, it was pretty risque back at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, he was born in 1934, and uh, uh, his parents had a lot, uh, you know, pretty good music collection. Uh-huh. And he listened to a lot of jazz, but he said he, he, said he was always drawn to the female singers hmm. and he said the male singers didn't sing in my range you know because oh, he well, had that high i'm voice. thinking about that you're right he right. did have a high voice that's yeah. right so it was it was interesting you know and he had his um his first recording he did in 1952 he went to new york city uh for jubilee records and uh he did a song called uh why am i and then in june of that year he released his second single uh, and, which was called You Didn't Know. And then in um, 1957, um, he, he uh, take that back, um, he took an unexpected turn the next year, and uh, he, yeah, it was in 1957, he uh, got drafted into the armed services. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of that from that era. Right. A lot of singers, yeah, went off to But, but the listen army, to yeah. this. He said, I was stationed with Elvis Presley and Gary Crosby, being Crosby's son. <laughs> yeah, I know Gary Crosby. Right? Yeah. He said, we were in Germany, and we said we were going to start a band so we didn't have to do any hard work in the service. <laughs> we tried to get Elvis to join, but he wanted to be a Jeep driver. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so me and Gary Crosby, we started it and called ourselves the Jazz Blues Symphony Band. And uh, he said, we toured all over Germany, but Elvis didn't want to join us. He said, I used to see him every day, but he drove the Jeep for the Colonel. He just didn't want to join our band. (laughs) Good God. (laughs) He just wanted a break from music for a while. Oh, man. So Me and Mrs. Jones was a number one hit for the last three weeks of 1972, selling two million copies. It was a platinum single status. It's a great song. And it won him a Grammy Award. So, you know, we're going to listen to something from him. Let's listen to this song. One of those that takes you back to a place. Me and Mrs. Jones. Good call. Me and Mrs. Jones. We got a thing going on. We both know 
It's great tune. Hey, you know what? What? We are officially oh out of God, time. We are really out yeah. of time. Okay. So, uh, hey, we got to figure out where we're going next week. That's right. Now, I can't remember whose um, turn it I is. I threw the dart last week. So, so I get the dart. You get the, I'll get the map. Get the map. It's back here in the closet. Way back. Hey, yeah. Yep. Uh, there it is. Did you find it? Got okay. It. Okay. Let's put it up on oh, the wall look here. at that poor sad oh, thing. Man. Carefully. Uh, All right. Okay. So it's in place. It's a, it looks it's a little good. fragile. All okay, right. Okay. You get the dart. Oh, yeah. I'll respect you for the dart. Spoon drawer. Oh, two. Two. Okay. Okay, got ow, it. Oh, ow, ow. oh, I forgot to tell you, I sharpened, you sharpened it. sharpened it. Sorry. I don't do that. Okay, I won't. Get the first aid kit. And, well, let's throw the dart, and then I'll okay, get the first aid kit. Okay, blood on the dart. Here okay, we go. Here we go. Get right. in the circle. No, I'm in you the ready? circle, yeah. One, two, three. Throw the dart, throw the dart. 
Oh boy, we went wow. down, way, way down. down. Oh, damn it, that's Florida. Like Florida, well, that ain't bad. No, uh, Naples, Florida. Naples. Well, wow. that's a nice place for oh, us. Oh, that might be too nice for yeah, us. Yeah, we really. might ought to wash Rosie before yeah, we yeah, go we in. Polish up the chrome a little. Okay, we'll do that. Okay. Well, it's been a fun show. It's been a weird show. Yeah. It's been fun, though. So, uh, well, we'll get together and do this again next week. What do you say? I think it's a good idea. All right. Well, this has been the American Connor Road Show right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio, Radio USA. USA. And look out behind you. It's the Derriere. Derriere.